Okay. Here's your bonus episode this week. You better batten down the hatches. (laughs) And if you haven't seen the movie Us, we love you, but don't listen because we don't want to spoil it. Yeah, and I don't want to have to hold back. So full-blown analysis. Go ahead and turn it off if you haven't seen it. Or if you're okay with hearing some spoilers, then then you're good. Cool. But let's talk about Jordan Peele. Holy fuck, Jordan Peele. that said we must protect jordan peele at all costs and i felt that i wholeheartedly agree okay so let's back up a little bit did you watch get out i did okay top five one of my favorite movies indeed it's it's i don't know why i didn't mention it in my psychological thriller movies because i really enjoyed the fact that his girlfriend yeah was like in on it yeah the entire time Mm -hmm. allison what's her name oh god if you hadn't okay let's think williams williams i was thinking who's her hot dad dad. who's her hot dad who is he that is questionable in the workplace he is let's not get super political sure yeah you're right anyways but yes the the first of all the casting of that movie was insane Mm -hmm. it was perfectly done Mm -hmm. i didn't see anything in that movie coming. I knew that something wasn't right. Yeah. But I just, I I have no words. Jordan Peele is brilliant. Like, when you think of Get Out, what is what is the one scene that comes to mind? Um, the scene of the guy who, they're at the dinner party or mm-hmm. the, the the lawn party or whatever the yeah. auction yeah yeah um and the guy with the hat on the guy that is clearly like is he- already in a trance oh that is with that other yeah. older woman right so i think like his name his character's name is andre yes his eyes yes when they start moving and I- he starts communicating with him yes yes that is what I remember from that. That is so strange because the one scene that I think of whenever I think of this movie is when, like, Georgina, the woman who works for the family, mm-hmm. like, she works in the house, when you realize she's been messing with his phone charge, like, his <gasps> charging cable. Yeah. And then he confronts her in the bedroom and she starts talking and her eyes start shifting very quickly and she starts tearing up and crying, but then she's laughing at the oh, same time. yeah. Uh, that's the scene that I think of whenever I think of I Get Out. I need to go back and watch it again. Oh, I need so to go back and watch good. it again. There's so many, the subtleties that he weaves into his yes. movies. Yes. After you know the ending, like, I want to go back and see and us again. And rewatch everything. To, I need Absolutely. to rewatch Get Out yes. as well. My freaking student spoiled it for me, though, before I went to see Get Out. Oh, did I? Yes. Sucks. He was like, it's totally racist. Okay. The whole movie is racist. I'm cool. like, um, okay. Thanks. Thanks for that. And I'm like, to a, to a point, yes, it's incredibly racist. Right. But at the same time, it's incredibly representative of mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. In our life, like yeah. making ourselves slaves to, I don't know, social media, electronics. Yeah. Like yeah, all of it. We willingly participate in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like maybe not slavery of, itself. And I, but I that's love, not. I love movies. But mm. what I love most is when I'm watching a movie and I can feel myself physically moving while I'm watching the film. Like, yeah. and in Get Out, when I went to see it. I, I've never been so tense in a film. Yes. Like, by the time that movie ended, I was like, fuck, I need a drink. Yeah. Like, because I, I felt like I wasn't breathing naturally. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, my hands were all, you know, um, cringed up. And then the only time I've ever felt that way has been with Jordan Peele's movies. Mm-hmm. Because I felt the same way in both of his films. Mm-hmm. Um, or in Darren my- Aronofsky. Oh, yeah. Like, so, like, Requiem for a Dream yeah. or Black Swan. Like I was all- going to say M. Night Shyamalan, too. Yeah. I and I that. feel to a point that Jordan Peele is this era's M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because absolutely. he's doing things so differently mm-hmm. in the thriller, right. drama, action category. Right. I mean, I guess I wouldn't call it action. But, but I almost feel like kind of sheepish. Like, I want to say he's our generation's representation of that. But then I feel like, can I even claim Jordan Peele? I know. I, I'm not black. You know what I mean? And I think a yeah. lot, I think, especially for Get Out, you know, I feel like that is not my place to right. claim him. But I wish I could. Um, but then mm. for us, I, I went into us thinking mm-hmm. that this is going to be like, heavy Just, racial overtones yes i truly did it like, was totally based on the trailer that was yeah and so um we were talking about this when we were gonna go see it in la i think like wednesday night but like leading up to it we had hypothesized all these different things like we spent a while talking about it and then we went and saw it and then we went home and sat on the couch and we didn't turn the TV on. We didn't turn music on. Sat we just sat there and talked about it for like two hours. We talked about it in the car all the way home. And then we would sit there. It's like we would try to do other things, but then we would stop. And still and come back like, to we're it. like, but wait, what yeah. about blah, blah, blah. Right. And we ended up, of course, I ended up looking up a bunch of articles online yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm like, what else did I miss? Right. So, but all of that being said... I mean, let's get into it. Okay. All right. So it starts out, us is following a pretty young black family. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and the dad is like the best cheesy dad right. in the world. So you get the impression that. that both parents are like college educated. Yes. Um, and I thought, based on the trailers, I truly thought that this was going to be a film about race. Mm-hmm. Um, because you see like the parents and the kids in the car. The dad's got on a Howard University shirt. Yeah. He's got glasses on. His language is different. You know, not in the sense that um, it's it's just different like colloquially, mm-hmm. you know. And when the kids are in the back, I think they're playing like that song, I Got Five on it. I and got so, five on <laughs> Which it. I will never hear <laughs> the same way again. I know. Same. And um. <laughs> My husband was like, are they going to ruin this song for me? I'm like, calm down, white boy. No. (laughs) I feel like they made it better. They did. Like, I feel like even more like a badass when I hear it. Because I'm like, yeah, but have you heard it slowed down? Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you been scared listening to it? Oh, my God. And they do slow it down. And it's fucking terrifying. So, like. When the mom turns around and tells the son, like, get with the rhythm, you know, yeah. and she's telling him, I, honest to God, was, like, digging deep into my trenches of, like, African-American lit. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so, um, you know, the African <laughs> diaspora, like, <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 
you know, they don't identify with certain African-American communities. She's trying to teach him how to be on beat, you know? She's trying to teach him, like, music that he should be loving for his culture. Yeah. Not even it. Yeah. We'll Not talk, even we'll it. We'll come back to that. So this family has decided to take a vacation, and they're going to go to the beach, um, which the mom is totally against. She's super scared because she had a really negative experience as a child at the beach. Mm-hmm. She was there with her parents, um, got lost in this, like, maze house. Like one of those haunted Which, houses. By the way, don't ever go in a mirror, a haunted, Hell like a, no. a crazy mirror I've house. Never, a fun mirror. I've never gone into one of those places. I I feel like I've been in one. No, you can miss me with that shit. But I feel like I have purposely forgotten it because it was creepy. Yeah, your body um, blacked that out. Uh, it's it's very very creepy. I don't I don't like. Oh, you Closed. went one time and forgot? Because uh, you done switch with your tether? Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I get out. <laughs> I don't like... I don't like closed-in spaces. Yeah. I, I feel very weird when I'm in really closed-in spaces mm-hmm. or when I'm in really wide open... Wide open spaces. Yeah. Roll the mic. Anyways, sorry. I won't go into that. We'll All be right. here forever. Um, but, no. I don't... That mirror house, I knew was going to be bad news because, um, and this is the point in the movie for me where I was like, okay, is this going to be paranormal or is this going to be real? Like, I was very confused between the two. And if you aren't familiar with a ton of paranormal stuff, first of all, I have many YouTube channels I will gladly recommend to you. (laughs) But mirrors, paranormally, are basically doorways. And so I thought when she was in this mirror house that things were going to go down, like things could move through the mirrors into yeah. her. And that I thought it was going to be kind of a possession right. situation. I right. was not prepared for what the actual very real storyline was. Yeah, and they did such so, a great job. They did a great job. So when there's a plot twist, you know, like a lot of times... You know, maybe you suspect it, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with most movies, a plot twist happens very quickly. Yes. And it exists only in that immediate moment. moment. Yes. But for this, when you have the plot twist, it fucking twisted the whole, whole plot. Thing. Like, that and is the quintessential learn... plot twist. It changed you the didn't... entire movie for the rest of the movie. Yes. And the plot twist, I like that it didn't take place until the very yeah end yes and even then you weren't totally sure yeah yeah. like you had to really think about it (laughs) and the only way that you were sure lupita nuango ain't Mm -hmm. lupita nuango she was mirror girl yeah like you were not 100 sure until you go through everything Mm -hmm. in the movie in your head one by one and you're like that makes so much sense. Yes. Now. So, like, the plot twist applies to everything that happened yes. in the film. Like, you have to go back from like the, her not from the talking, get-go. She didn't talk. Yeah. After she got lost. Right. So, to back all. it up to our summary, the little girl goes to the beach, um, and she's there. Where is it? Santa Cruz? Yes. So, she's there with her family in, like, the 70s, um, late 70s, and it's nighttime, and she goes into this, like, mirror haunted house area, and when she's in there, she turns around, sees her reflection, but the reflection changes, and so she's looking at a different version of herself. Um, we don't really see what she's happens in that moment. at the back of her head. Yeah, okay, there is it is. what she's looking at. Right. 
And so we don't really see what happens. We just know that she has seen a version of herself that's different. Um, it's not her true reflection. Yeah. It's something else. So then it fast forwards and we find out that like, you know, she, she runs out of there. Her parents find her. She has to go through therapy. She didn't talk for a long time as a kid. She became this amazing ballet dancer. She grew up, got married, had two kids. And now we're here where the husband wants mm-hmm. to go back to the same beach yes. where she has not returned since that incident. Yes. So they go back. They have this, you know, nice house nearby. Um, and while they're staying in that house, a family shows up and the family looks just like them. This is after the little boy, though gets lost at the beach yeah and he comes across this man and and there are so many little bitty synchronicities that kind of line up from her experience as a child and her son's experience Mm -hmm. and basically you don't see what happens to the son he goes to the bathroom and then he sees this man standing by the water but his back is to that guy or the guy. His back is to the sun. This guy, though, that, that's standing there is in a trench coat. And he is the same guy that Lupita Nwango passes by on her way to get lost. And it's the Jeremiah 1111 guy. This is, like, telling. Because earlier you see that guy being taken away in an ambulance. And the guy on the beach is that guy. Mm-hmm. But he's bleeding. Because obviously he's hurt. And so... To me, I thought, wait, that guy was just in an ambulance. That was my thought. This is before you even see the doppelgangers. Right. And so, I should have thought more along the lines of, where did that little boy go? What happens? Because you never fully see him. I don't know. It's just real strange. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so this, when... The family gets back to their home, and this second family shows up that looks exactly like them. They start terrorizing them. Um, but there's a moment where the, the you know, the scary doppelgangers or the tethered. The tethered is what they're um, called, yeah. Yeah. They sit them down, and the female, the, the tethered to the female character, the adult female, um, explains her whole story. And she's like, you know, that moment when we were kids and I saw you. And I saw the life that you had. I was so jealous that you got to have this amazing life while I had to be here. Well, and, and here's the thing. She's telling it in third person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is telling. And she's the only one that can fucking talk out right. of all of them. One of them's mute. The dad doppelganger cracks me up. He's like, Durr. yeah. yeah he's like, I'm like, like <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That's a little weird. The little girl doesn't speak. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. The little boy is wearing a mask. Yeah, he, he looks kind of like, grunts. He looks like he should be starring in Nacho Libre as a character. Yes. To be honest with yeah. you. So that to me was very strange that she was the only one talking. But you could tell mm-hmm. like her her voice box, her right. vocal cords, something had been damaged. Because Did you ever see Beloved strange. or read Beloved? Strange, strained. No. Okay, so in in Beloved, which is like, I feel like it's it's a pretty important piece of literature in African-American lit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been turned into a film with like Oprah and a bunch of like... I love important, Oprah. Yeah, important names. But there's a character in there of a baby who was born to a woman in slavery and the baby had to be killed. They had to slit mm. the baby's throat. But the baby's ghost... The, the adult version of the ghost follows the mom around and she she has this very strained voice. And it's oh a very, God. like, 
um, popular cultural reference. And so I thought that like hearing that was kind of a nod to beloved. Um, but, and I just saw an article the other day that like Lupita Nyong'o was catching shit for saying that her voice, her inspiration for doing the voice was based on like a disability and so there's like this huge backlash where it's like, well, okay, you know, like calm down. It's called method acting. Calm down, right? Calm down. Like calm down. Like it's her art. Let her yeah. let her do what she, what she's and doing. By the way, I believe her. I believe her as that character mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah. I don't even remember her name at this point in time. Uh, let's see. Her name was Adelaide. Adelaide. That's right. Yeah. So I don't even think Addie. I think is what they yeah. call her, but. Anyways, and that's the other thing, the the fact that I I genuinely can't remember who any of their names are. Like does that make any sense? Yeah. I don't remember what their names are because I don't feel like they want you to actively remember I get that. Their names. Yeah. Like it's it's almost by design that you don't know Mm-hmm. What their given name is. I know, well, uh, Abraham, I think, is the husband's given name. Mm-hmm. I just thought, Father Abraham had many sons. Well, what, well they, called what, him, no, they called him Gabe. Gabe? I'm pretty sure. Gabe is the husband, and Abraham is Oh, no, the, yeah, it says, is the, it says is Abraham the tethered. and Gabe. Yeah, you're right. Yes, so, because I remember they were biblical names. Uh-huh. That's the only thing I remember about their names, though. Interesting. It was very weird. Um... But the fact that she tells that story in third person, I thought, okay, well, she's clearly deranged, so maybe she doesn't know how to talk for herself. That's Uh what I thought in the moment. Uh So, but fast forwarding through the other telling thing, I don't know, where should we go with this next? I feel like there's so many things i feel so scattered well i think i think the bigger thing is to like come back to make sure that we're all on the same page with like a quick summary yes so in our summary you know the doppelganger family shows up they start terrorizing them um lapito lapita neongo's doppelganger is explaining why they're there to terrorize them and so her explanation is um when you and i met as kids you know i noticed that you had this life and i was stuck here and you got to do all these amazing things while i was stuck here marrying this person and, and i have giving a family birth. i don't even like yeah she basically. said i had to give birth to this little girl who is a monster and then i had to give birth to this little boy who i had to cut out on my own yeah. So she, like, implies that there was a C-section involved that she had to do herself. Yeah. You know, um, so she's explaining, I've lived my version of our life, and my version has only um, included pain and suffering, and yeah. I'm tired of it now. Yeah. And so that's essentially why they're there to terrorize. So what the big shift is, though, is that partially through the film, um, the original family is able to escape and run to a nearby family's house. And we get the impression that this is the only set of doppelgangers up until this point. When they get to a neighbor's house, they realize there's a whole nother set of doppelgangers who Mm -hmm. have terrorized the neighbors. And their twin daughters. Right. They turn on the the TV and they realize that this is a... Um, an attack an attack that everybody in the area has a doppelganger they're all dressed the same way they all have on these red outfits and so i think and carrying like 
1950s sewing scissors, right. like the shears or right. whatever. They all have like these old school scary ass scissors that make the loudest cutting sound I've ever heard in my life. Like I feel ASMR. like the audio, truly, <laughs> truly. The audio in this film was insane. Between yeah. like the sniffing of the scissors and the tapping of the fingers. Yes, like, yes. Or even for some reason she moved her hand to insinuate like go run. And so just when she moved her fingers across, ASMR. that made such noise. That's called finger fluttering. It was amazing. It's a very real thing in the ASMR Well, community. that was the first plot twist when you realize, holy shit, this film isn't just about this family. It's about everyone. Everyone, yes. That's what threw me. That truly just threw me for a loop. And the thing is, everyone, it, so it kind of... Jordan Peele said whenever he wrote this movie, he didn't want it to have one meaning. He wanted everybody to be able to, like, derive their own that's, message yeah, out of that's it. That's amazing. And I don't remember what his his take what on his it version is, was. Yeah, but I think that's fine. Yeah, but for me, it's basically we're not who we are. We are a copy of someone else. Mm -hmm. We are not, because we're surrounded by so much media, we're surrounded by so many expectations of what we're supposed to be, mm -hmm. we're not innately ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are a version of something else. Yeah. And so the fact, like, her daughter is on the track team. Her son loves magic tricks to play with fire. Her husband... I don't remember what that parallel is. He's basically is. like a nerd. He's like a nerd, whatever. Yeah. So the daughter, who is a star, a track star, she's only a track star because the tethered control mm -hmm. people up on on the normal, mm -hmm. on Earth. It's not another planet. Hello. Um, but she's only a track star because her tethered... Right. Is a track star. Okay, so you know to I mean? provide that background, what you find out is that everyone has like a doppelganger or a tethered is yes. what they're called. And they all have been kind of created or, or breeded underground. Yes. Um, and it, it's not clear yeah. that it's like everywhere in the world, but well, absolutely for Santa Cruz, like there's this underground section. Well, it's the United States. At the very the beginning of the okay. movie, it says there are thousands of miles of underground tunnels Oh, and passageways right. yes. that are unused in yeah. the United States. And, and they're just there. They're, mm -hmm. they're not being occupied for any reason. They're just there. Mm -hmm. And so he alludes to, are these really for transportation? Are these really for shipping? Or are they for scientific study? Right. And that's kind of yeah, the way that they've that. set it up. Yeah. So being that, as it may, the Santa Cruz... All the things, all the passageways connected to Santa Cruz is for that. But then across the country in Ohio or wherever. Yeah. Because then they're also matching up with the 1986 Hands Across America thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I feel like when when she was kidnapped, when Addie was kidnapped, um, she was wearing the Hands Across America t-shirt that mm -hmm. she had underneath her Thriller t-shirt that her right. dad won her at the whatever. Right. So, I feel like that became... Her mission, because she is the one leading this, right. so to speak. Right. And she's the only one that can talk. Right. She's the only one that has any idea of where things are. Yeah. So if you're not familiar so, with the Hands Across America um, reference, it's that like was feeding like a the hungry. Yeah, that was a campaign of good nature in the 80s, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, 
And so the graphic that went with it, you know, like the, the idea is that it's a campaign, a campaign for solidarity. Um, but the graphic that went along with it was this image of people holding hands, almost similar to like um, if you were to make a paper chain yeah. of dolls. And that's why all it's the tethered small world after all. Yeah, it's why all the tethers have scissors. Yes. Because you use scissors. They want that's to what cut you need apart. to yeah. yeah, to create the paper link chain yeah. of people. Um, so this leads us to our second plot twist. Mm-hmm. So we find out, okay, now everyone has their own doppelganger or their own tethered. And these people are now here to kill us. But like what sparked that killing? Mm-hmm. Um, so our second plot twist is when Adelaide, the mom, um, goes down and finds the underground tunnel, like the source of where mm-hmm. these people are coming from for Santa Cruz. And she finds her doppelganger and she fights with her. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's this gorgeously choreographed scene where while they are fighting, you're also also dancing. It's spliced with images of their child, like their, their childhood versions of them ballet dancing down the hallway which the dancing was her therapy after she was right. lost and and all of that so yeah and they're so, they're dancers they're so dancing speak. and then and they're as they're fighting they're making their way down this hallway and the closer they get to the end of the hallway the darker the hallway becomes mm-hmm. the closer you're getting to one of them dying mm-hmm. um and so as they're fighting you get this close-up realization that adelaide the mom is actually the, the tethered. tethered because she is controlling the way the other one is moving. Right. Because the tethered can only control the people, the people up, above. Up, up above. Not the other way around. Mm-hmm. That's something that I did not pick up on. So she, I don't know. And it's slowly coming back to mm-hmm. her that, oh, this is, I feel like there's almost a, a re-realization within of, her of that, what she, yeah. oh, right. I am not of this world. Right. I, I am, am from here. here. From the tethered world. And yes. this is what I'm capable of doing. I have chills all so what it So, to kind of recap, again, um, we've got, let's give some explicit instruction. Yes. We've got Adelaide, who has been the mother, the normal mother the entire time. We find out that what really happened is that when she was a child... In the mirror house. And she saw her tethered, they swapped. Swapped. They kidnapped her. They kidnapped her, swapped her. So the real Adelaide had to grow up her adult life with the tethered underground. Yes. So when she was telling that story about having to give birth to those monsters, that is like a regular human recounting, this is the horrible fucked up life I've been living. Yes. And now I'm here to wreak all hell on you for making me do this. Meanwhile, the tethered who has been living the life as Adelaide has grown accustomed to regular human life. And so when she's in this fight with Adelaide, she's forgetting or she's realizing that she, what she's capable yes, of doing as what, a tether. Yes. Yeah, because she's been living the human life so yes. long. But now it's like it's coming back like riding a bike. Yes. You know? So then fast forward a little bit because there's more than one plot twist, right. people. So at the very end, we'll we'll go to the end and then we'll back up again. At the very end, after all is said and done, her family survives. Adelaide's family, her husband, her two children survive. And uh, not without injury, I think. I mean, it was pretty brutal. Right, yeah. But 
they end up being able to kill all the doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good, and they're just they're just trying to get away. Her son is sitting in the front seat with her. Mm-hmm. They're both singing five on it again. I got five on it again. Mm-hmm. She looks over at him, and there is a knowing look. Yeah. And I didn't even think about this until after we were out of the movie theater. A knowing look. He looks at her. She looks at him. She smirks. He looks at the road. Mm-hmm. He is not right the human the, son. Right. He is a tethered right. as well. Right. Because when you go back and back and back and back and back towards mm-hmm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. She had fear about Santa Cruz, but this is not the first time they've been back to Santa Cruz. Well, okay. Because they were there about a year prior. At the house, but it doesn't say that they went to the beach. They were at the house. She doesn't want to go to the beach. Right. So, I, I don't think I don't think they had gone to the beach before, but I think they had been at the house before yeah. to see her mom. Well, yes. Before her mom died or something. Well, but I don't think they give a definitive... That they didn't go to the beach. She might have not have gone to the beach. Right. But they the reason that she went to the beach with them that time is because their friends met them. Yeah. And he's like, come on, they're there, let's go. Yeah. And so, part of me believes that either the dad and the son or the dad and the kids went to the went beach, even her. if she mm-hmm. didn't, a year ago. Right. And part of her anxiety around the beach is the fact that her son went missing at that beach. This is just me filling in the blanks. Because so you think he went point, missing a previous time? Yes. I oh, think he okay. was missing the previous year. Uh-huh. Because I'm trying to remember. Uh, other things come to me as well. After they get back from the beach and the son talks about the people. There's people outside. Huh. There's people. Mm-hmm. She said, get the bat. And he said, what bat? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. They were just there a year ago. Right. He has no idea what baseball bat they're talking about. That sister knows exactly where it is. Right. Honestly, I felt like he was switched when they went to the beach that moment that we see in the film. That's not possible, though. Because his doppelganger, his mouth, has been scarred over and burned. True. You're right. Yeah. So, part (laughs) of me... had to be... Yeah. Because... And that, that tells me that... It's probably because they got him to stop talking. Mm. Because he was a, what, eight-year-old, oh, nine-year-old shit. kid? Oh, shit. That is, okay. That's be, And that's why he oh doesn't talk. Oh, my God. Because okay. they burn, and Let that's me why they you. put the mask on him. All right. So, my boyfriend's theory, which I don't know how much, like, he had just mentioned he was looking at things online. Um, his theory was that the kid, the boys, okay, so let's just kind of back up for a second. Uh-huh. Basically, what we're saying is that not only has the mom switched, but so has the son. Yes. The son switched at some point, um, which we think it was probably just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, his doppelganger has burns across his mouth and he wears a mask over his face. Like a luchador mask mm-hmm. is what it looks like. And then the, the you know, the original son that we see at the beginning of the movie, he wears just like a weird Halloween mask. And sometimes he it's does... It's a Chewbacca mask. Yeah, he does a... And he plays with fire. A magic trick. Yeah. Trying to play with fire. Well, anything that you're doing, your tethered is doing also. So what my boyfriend was saying is that the tethered version was playing 
was doing the same action, action with fire and causing his face to be burned. And that's why those scars were there. But I but never thought about... They are healed. If those were fresh scars... You're right. Then, you know what I mean? Like, right. if it had been at the beach that time... Right, but I think that kid also tried that same trick the last time they were there. Because the family was like, oh, you didn't get it last time. Like, you're still trying that stupid trick. Yeah. Um, so, But either anyways, way, but I never thought about that theory. And, and... Whenever they meet up again, the final meeting they have, when it's like a a, um, a double dupe, if you will, mm-hmm. where they're all in their van, they pull up, they see the little boy, and she said, okay, everybody get out of the car. Yeah. They all get out of the car. Mm-hmm. The little boy has put, like the tethered boy, has put gasoline up to the car, mm-hmm. and there's a fire happening like beyond them mm-hmm. in the parking lot. So the little boy starts walking backwards. The tethered follows him. Yeah. He's not the tethered. The little boy is a tethered because he's controlling yes. him walking back into You're the fire. You're so right. Yeah. And then that's when her doppelganger mm-hmm. is hiding in behind that mm-hmm. it's like a double double mm-hmm. cross mm-hmm. kind of situation. Yeah, that's so what, but I had that the was most the trouble following that. That was the other point that I was like, dude, right. we can't control them. They right. control us. So he's not one of us. And I was I was trying to like see this from a mother's point of view, but yeah. you really can't see it from and, a mother's point of view. And furthermore, she's the only one that talks. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's the only one she shows any affection to. Right. Because he is always by her side and she pets him like a dog. Right. Yeah. So... That's and she hates the daughter, she hates the father. Mm-hmm. She says as much, mm-hmm. but she shows affection to him, meaning that they are both of, of the same world. the same world, yeah, yeah, but that and but that's not her son. The same thing goes for the tethered the tethered mom and the tethered, and the tethered son. they yeah. have a bond, right. so that those were the things that stuck out to me the most, yeah, so yeah, this movie is just in sane right and if any of our explanations are really hard to follow like i'm, I'm so sorry, sorry. I, I did we my best get, to like we get real excited come back to it but it was just amazing and the feeling that you have throughout the whole movie i feel like it kind of keeps your attention the entire time yes and then someone asked me i, I was telling them about it and they said oh, well you know is it super scary and I said, honestly, no. it wasn't as scary as I expected it to be. Um, the trailer makes it look so much scarier than yeah. it actually is. Yeah. I said, but there is this lasting creepiness yes. that comes with it. Well, and the plot holes, the lasting yeah. plot holes. So after they explain that she is the tethered, mm-hmm. that opens up a floodgate of questions, such as, <laughs> do they got like... I don't know what Joanne's fabrics down there in the tunnels. What they are? They have a sweatshop making like red jumpsuits. What do they have? Like again, a Joanne's fabrics with steel shears that everybody can get. Also, how do they communicate if they can't talk? How are they communicating from one to another to do the hands across America thing? Because the ending shot is them over the river and through the woods on the mountains. All these red jumpsuits lined Mm -hmm. up in the mountains holding hands. Right. Like, how do they communicate that far? I mean, if there if there really are those tunnels 
it's just one long tunnel. But if they don't talk. But, oh, well, that's a whole other story where you're implying that you have to have language to communicate. And that's not the case. That's true. You know, you you can communicate a lot with just one look. That's true. But if it's all across the country, how does that work? Well, if they've all been underground across the country and they've only ever known to communicate one way it also, for their whole lives. It also makes it out to be like they are constantly doing things oh yeah and in order to mirror and control people above so if they're always doing that Mm -hmm. how do they know how do do they know how do they know what to to go talk yeah well i would i would argue that maybe that instance where the little girls were swapped that has to happen more than once yeah. You know what I mean? Like that true. surely that's not the only time that that so happens so easily. People. Maybe or maybe there's just enough, you know, if you have a group of people you're trying to control, um you're not always able to maintain control over all of them 100% of the time. You know, cuz that little girl Hashtag teaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next time my student acts up, I'm going to be like, "Listen, listen here, you tethered." You tethered. Bitch. No. <laughs> okay, that was really harsh. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was a whine. I'm sorry. <laughs> or the next time I like lose it on them, I'm gonna be like, guys, that wasn't me yesterday. That, that was, was my tethered. tethered. Yeah. Like I really can't so be sorry. held accountable for that. I'm so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> um That would be some creepy shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I love I love that idea. Once I read a book about a family who went to a place similar to Walt Disney or similar to Disneyland and um one of them was looking for a restroom and ended up going down this like weird alley, down some steps, found an underground path, and there was this entire alternate universe to Walt Disney or to, to Disneyland. And it was like the fucked up Disneyland. And it was this like really scary dystopia that functions at the same time as Walt Disneyland or Disneyland. Why do I keep wanting to say Walt Disney? It's fine. He doesn't deserve Listen. his whole name. If we're talking about Disneyland, this is taking a a rabbit trail, but that's okay. One of the YouTubers that I follow, Mm -hmm. first of all, she's obsessed with Disneyland and all of the haunted stories of Disneyland. It's incredibly haunted, by the way. Um, There was also this story that she read from someone. It was a Reddit post, so Mm -hmm. odds are it's probably not true. However, um, they do have jail Mm -hmm. at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a story of someone getting put in jail at Disneyland for doing something like it was. It was something minimal, but they had to follow protocol. Yeah. But he was locked down there, and he said that it was a whole hallway full of cells, like kind of like a psychiatric hospital, not like jail cells where they've got like the bars and everything. It was like a a windowed door on all of the rooms and that's Mm -hmm. where they were put he said that he heard the door unlock at like 11 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and the door unlocked he opened it (laughs) and he went out there and there was like a fucked up guy in a costume standing at the end of the hallway and all these other doors started to open, and all of these other, like, oh, no. characters started to come nope. out of there. <laughs> and he ran as far as he could, and they were, like, chasing him through the park. It was after hours. Everything was closed. There was nobody there. No, man. It just makes you wonder, is that true? Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. 
Nope. Anyways. No, thank you. Was that necessary, Liza? Probably not, bro. No, it was fine. People should question where they go. They really should. I mean, the whole premise of that movie was Don't get put in Disney jail. Was at an amusement park. You know, like a carnival amusement park at Carnies are not safe. No shit. One time when I was a kid, we were at the uh, carnival near the army base. Yeah. And I remember my dad was deployed and my mom and her friend brought us out there. And this guy that was running the ride, his eyes were legit crossed. Oh, God. And he was like, do your kids want to ride again? And my mom was like, how many Uh, times have you ridden, (laughs) sir? What, sir? Excuse me, sir. Oh my god. What are you doing operating this? Can I get a license? <laughs> but anyway, Anyways. so back to us. When yes. we walked out of the film, I was still like so shook that I could not even talk. I I just couldn't process mm-hmm. it yet, right? So we walk out and I tell my boyfriend, I'm gonna run to the restroom. So I go to the bathroom. And I can feel this woman right up on my ass walking into the bathroom. And I'm thinking to myself, like, pitch back up. Like, I ju- we just got out of us. Did you learn nothing? And so I could feel her out of the, like, corner of my vision. And um, it looks like she's got a mask on. So I'm like, I swear to God. <laughs> so I turn around and I was like, ma'am? Ma'am. And as I'm, like, saying ma'am to get her attention to, like, back up, I realize she just has a hat on. Oh like, my just God. a regular. But I could tell she had something on her head, her yeah. face, whatever. Uh, but that's how, like, stressed I was. And then I'm in this bathroom, which, mind you, this is in, like, some, you know, we were at a mall area in LA, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um, and so in the bathroom, you go to wash your hands and you're standing at this wall of mirrors and you're washing your hands. And what it looks like and the mirrors are kind of like pushed in, pushed out, pushed in, pushed yeah. out, you know. And so the one that I'm staring at, it's pushed in. The two on the sides on of me side. are pushed out okay. and then so on and so forth. What I didn't realize at first is that every other mirror is not a mirror. It's a blank space. So the person on the other side of me is looking through. So that shit threw me for a loop. Oh my God. <laughs> so like, <laughs> no one had come out of the stalls yet. It's just me. So the reflection of everything is just like stall, 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 stall. You know, so like I'm washing my hands. I'm thinking I'm looking at like a whole realm of mirrors. And then in front of me to my left, a woman comes out of the bathroom. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> looked at her like she had two heads i was just like bitch what <laughs> and then i realized like i i dead ass like put my hand oh my through the open i didn't even tell my boyfriend this because i was so embarrassed i like put my hand through the opening and i was like oh shit i was like sorry ma'am sorry 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 <laughs> i was like oh so you're real cool 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 oh my god That's you know insane. like i shouldn't have even worried because she looked nothing like me like oh if i had god. seen myself i would be like oh shit <laughs> Bye, babe. Oh my gosh. But I know, even That's now insane. when I'm like doing my hair or my makeup, I'm looking at myself real hard. Like, <laughs> bitch, if you wink at me one time, let me see one wink. Oh my God. I will die. Yeah. Uh, I'm about to just hold Shiva and cover all my mirrors like Jewish people do when someone dies. You could. You could do just that. Just call it a day for the rest of my life. Call it a day for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> But no, I put feel that like on was, a t-shirt. Yeah, that that <laughs> That's was dark. That was. <laughs> sorry, I took it there. I took it there. Or oh did my, my tether take it there? Oh my god! Mm. 
plot twist. Now, question. Do you mm-hmm. think that Tethered are good at playing Tether Ball? Like, at the end okay. of Napoleon Dynamite. So, we talked about that, too, because I kept <laughs> feeling like, where have I heard the word Tethered? Yeah. Do they use it? Is it in a Bible verse? Probably. Like, okay, so remember, remember, yeah. remember in youth it group. It has to be biblical. Remember, because hello, Abraham, right? Abraham, Gabe. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. But remember when we were in youth group, I know you heard this shit. When they would talk about, um, when they would preach to us about like who to date, the term that I always used was you have to pick someone who is evenly yoked. yoked. Yes. Right? That's like a biblical phrase. Yes. I feel like the same thing must be. It has to be the same <gasps> situation with tethered. What okay, is it? it's Jeremiah eleven eleven. Bitch, get that's out of what here. it is. Okay. It says, therefore, thus saith the Lord: Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Um, it's also in another. Um, but where's the word tethered? Well, in another translation oh. that's king james in oh. another translation it says the evil is the pointless suffering the tethered have to endure for the sake of humanity the tethered and the tethered are the ones underground so they have to endure that for us yes i see what version was that that uses the word tethered i don't know I'm surprised that something as like scary and creepy is not the king james version i know you know what i mean yes Let's see. Let me try. I mean, because I'm not going to lie. I feel like for both of us in our upbringing in the South, like we have transitioned through versions of the Bible, you know, like King James Version or um, New Living Translation. Oh, my God. Right? NIV so translation. In the ESV, English Standard Version, it gets creepier. Forget the word tethered. This says, therefore, thus saith the Lord. I'm sorry. I lied. Therefore, thus, why do you use thus and not saith? But whatever. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am bringing disaster upon them that they cannot escape. Though they cry to me, I will not listen to them. (laughs) Like, that's messed up. Hold on, let's see. Let's look at the good old NIV. What's that says? The good NIV. I told you. I told you. I wonder what... It never even dawned version. on me to look up Jeremiah eleven eleven, even though that's such a major reference in the Bible. Yeah. Or such a reference in the movie. Let's see. Jeremiah eleven eleven. I wonder what made him I I wonder like interpreted into one of two ways. Out of all Bible verses, like why did that one stick out to him? I don't know. Let's I wonder see. if Jeremiah is one of those books. That, you know, in the Old Testament, there's like a portion. I feel like it's like a third or a fourth of the Old Testament. And it's just like war after war after war. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if that was. if I don't think it was. I think all of that ended before Psalms. But I could be full of crap. Hmm. I, I feel know. like the tethered... Is just something that I feel he, like like he he derived that word on his own. Oh, you think so? Yes, because it, what I'm reading here it doesn't it doesn't say anything about tethered. So. Okay. Red. Who's who is red? Who's red in the movie? 
Red red refers to um, uh, Adelaide's opposite. Oh. Yeah. Well, it says here she symbolized Jeremiah, the prophet who wanted to save Jerusalem from destruction from the sins of those on the surface who sent the tethered into exile. So red would so be the original the Addie trying yes. to save the tethered. Yes. I see. But I, I truly feel like the word tethered... Like, I feel like that's used in common Christian language. Yes, it is. Like, tether your heart to God, tether, you know. Yes. Like, because the more I heard that word, the more, (laughs) the more, like, unease I felt. (laughs) Yeah. Like, discomfort I felt. It does. Like, it sounded so familiar. Yeah. Anyway. But I loved it. I love that movie. And I want, I need to see it again. That's definitely Tether one of those movies that you need. Word. Yeah. You need more than one viewing of it. Indeed. Uh, yeah. I would love to go see it again. Yeah. We should. Anyways. But. We should. Well, this has been quite a chase. It has. Through the whole thing. But, yeah. Hopefully you're not listening to this if you haven't seen the movie. Or maybe you're listening to this so you don't have to see it. I don't know. I would still recommend seeing it, though. Yeah, if you have a chance because to see it, go. Those are just the things that I've picked up on now. I'm wondering if I watched it again, how many other things would come to light. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like when you yeah. watch The Sixth Sense and you're like, shit. Right. He never talks to anybody. Like, yeah. of course he's dead, you know? Yeah. So. No, yeah. absolutely. Go see as many movies like this as you can. You know, movies that are going to leave it you questioning. It makes you think. Yeah, it should. You know, that, I think that's the purpose of any type of art, whatever the medium is, mm. whether it's like film, literature, music, whatever. Well, and here's the thing, too. And this is, again, we've taken it back to church. For so long, when you're a kid, you are told what to believe. You are told mm-hmm. what to do. Now, let me also say, this does not mean that you should question authority and question oh, right. sure. all of the things that you're asked to do yeah. because you have to trust at some point that the folks that are in an authority position just want the best for you. However, um, when it comes to other things, don't just believe shit. Like, mm-hmm. actually think about, does this make sense for me? Does this align with my morals? Does this right. align with what I know to be true in my soul and in my bones. Right. So I think that that kind of is a parallel with this too. Like he gives us this beautifully done movie mm-hmm. and then it gives us so many questions. Yeah. Like you're told to believe this one story, mm-hmm. but you're also encouraged to ask right. about, is this true? Yeah. Did this happen? Could this have happened? What other right. possibilities are there, you know? And the questions that you come up with are going to be more so reflective of you, you as an individual. Yes, yeah. very much so. like so. the questions that I come up with are going to be very different from the questions that Liza comes up with because we're coming at it from different lives mm-hmm. and different experiences and yeah. different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, but I think it's amazing. So like the only other thing that I can think of is uh the series lost did you guys watch that oh my god i've seen it three times oh through my god. i've never watched the last season oh god no you've got to. i need to you've got I need to. to start it again i've seen it three times through and always whenever i finish it i argue with someone else over what i think happened and each time it has changed and i think because each time i've seen it at a different point in my life yeah um, my friend maintains that it is the best finality, fin- finality, hello, finale in TV yeah. history. 
it's a, it's amazing. It's so uh, it's and like I've been in like full series. blown arguments over the last the last episode on how how it's supposed to how it ended. Oh my like, gosh! And the fact that you can be sitting and watching the same visual and still argue to the end of the night with someone else over what actually happened. That is such a gift. And the people who create that are so fucking talented. Yes. I'm yes. in awe. And I'm so grateful that they shared that with us. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing for Jordan Peele. And that kind of brings us back full circle to that meme of someone saying, we have to protect Jordan Peele at we all costs. You know? And especially for someone who started with like a background in comedy. Oh my gosh. I feel so like there's... Funny. There's like a constant connection between comedians and depression yeah. and, you know, like breakdowns. Like I just hope to God, you know, like we saw it with Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Like I hope to God that somehow Jordan Peele is able to like dodge all that. Yeah. You know, like at the level that he's serving us right now. Yes. Like God bless. I just Ooh. hope, I hope he can stay there and still somehow surround himself with strong people who have his back, Indeed. you know, so that he can keep keeps showing us what he's coming up with i'm in awe i know yeah so if you haven't seen it go see it i'm definitely gonna go see it another time me too for sure so yeah that's a lot of information guys and i mean we worked some laughs in here but we felt so strongly about this we couldn't not do right an episode um and the soundtrack is bomb it is bomb the when music? they when they go into the neighbor's house and they start oh playing fuck God. the police yes. because the police never fucking show Call up the police right <laughs> they've got Play like fuck the police yeah. <laughs> i died thanks for nothing the cops so never showed up in that film i know ever yeah and that leads to another question where were the cops where were they where were, where they? were the cops hmm. interesting hashtag anyway. never forget also, love the Elizabeth Moss. Oh my gosh. In that. Yes. I and love she was her. Me, like, her doppelganger, I'm like, honey, that is Offred after Re- the revolution. Yes. yes. Handmaid's Tale vibes. Handmaid's Tale is come the shit. through. Oh yeah. my gosh. I read The Handmaid's Tale in high school, and that shit blew my mind. And Have you watched the series? Yes, of course. Dear Jesus. Did you read the book? No. Okay, so this but is the one book of the was best done in season one, correct? This is yeah, this is one of the best adaptations okay. of a book that I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Like hands down. And I would even, even say like Margaret Atwood approves yes. of this series. She's like, I could never take it there. What's so. so weird is that like they did such a great job at adhering to the book, but also applying like a twenty like twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen spin to it. Yes. Um it like it's seamless. Yeah. Like you don't feel any kind of like transition there. Like it is smooth as butter. Oh mm. my god. Like butter, baby. I'm telling yes. you. I'm telling you. Well, I was watching. It, I was like, shit. That is smooth. Oh my god. Real G's move in silence, like lasagna. What? Like cognac. Real G's move in silence, like lasagna. Yeah, silent G's, dude. I don't understand. Oh. Oh, there it is. I get it. Gotcha, bitch. I was like, I don't know. I mean, how does lasagna digest? That's you got that silent G. Silent you got that di- silent G. Digestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't even take Just credit kidding. for that. I'm terrible. No. Anyways. Cool. Well, good news is this episode is the same length as our last one. Oh, excellent. We thought we'd be like, oh, this is a 20 minutes bonus. No. No. Hunty, we had so much to say about us. And we just skimmed the surface of that. So go we see really that. Go Let see us know it. how you feel about Please. it. Please. And you guys, 
Um, before we end, I'm going to read another review. I totally forgot about this. Um, please, please, please go review us on Apple Podcast um, or whatever um, platform you're listening on. We would highly appreciate it. Um, we got an, a review from Aaron Cookmeyer. Wish they were my friends. Well, Aaron, Aaron we, we are totally your, friends. your friends. We are your friends, Aaron. She says, I am not a teacher, but can so relate to the stories of when Liza and Cami were younger. The teacher stories crack me up, though. I have to be careful listening at work because I keep laughing out loud. Mm. Same. You're welcome. Uh, I can't wait to listen to future episodes. Keep up the amazing work, ladies. Five stars, you guys. Okay, Erin. appreciate that so Show much, Erin. Show love. Thank you. Um, please give us a review. We'll we'll read it on our episode. Um, we're also going to start sharing things on Instagram at Laugh It's Funny Podcast um, for you guys to share the word about our amazing venture of this podcast. I mean, I don't mean to call us amazing, but... I, I think we're funny. <laughs> or maybe maybe incredible. Incredible means like unbelievable. Incredible. Like, can I we, can't can believe really how be... funny we are. Or I can't believe that you're an actual adult. I can't I'm believe, not an adult. I can't believe people put you in charge of children. Yeah, that's scary. I, I can't believe you operate a large vehicle. <laughs> I can't believe. My grandfather <laughs> told me when I got my license, this is not a vehicle. This is a weapon. <laughs> That's right, sir. So why operate a weapon? Anything can be a weapon with the right attitude. That's right. All right, on that note, (laughs) have a great week. Don't catch any hands. (laughs) All right, guys. I'm kidding. Have a great week. And don't forget, laugh at yourself before someone else does. Or before you're tethered. Or you're you're tethered. (laughs) Or you're tethered. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs)